Good. Yep. And we're live. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of the Isaac Boys Podcast. This is Dwayne the Ghost alongside my brother Dwight Terrorizing. And we are here for another episode. So let's just get uh, straight into it, actually. Yep. How's your week? This week was quite a quiet week for me. I mean, um, we, we did have some meetings this week uh, for VIVN. We did. Um, some very interesting meetings uh, kind of going through um, this process, like we've been talking about with the RT Park and everything. And it's been, it's been pretty enlightening. Um, we, we actually have, you know, like we've talked about before, like, you know, resources. And some of those resources are getting put into work now. We have people uh, that are actually working on some stuff for us. So that's, that's actually kind of cool. To see now that we have, you know, help. Yeah. It's not just me and you now. It's we have access to all these different networks and all these different um, talents, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually it's, it's pretty exciting actually to see, you know, things are going to start moving uh, pretty rapidly coming up here real soon. As far as you know, projects that we've you know we've, we've been discussing and talking about and getting things off the ground. It, it's things are gonna start to to move now, and it, it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, there's um, oh, the connections we make, you know, through this process. You know, I, I think we're starting to build something that once we start putting pen to paper and finalizing certain details, I think things are gonna start moving really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The direction of VIVN and. And it's it's timely too because right now you know we're, we're things are starting to normalize now we're we're slowly mm-hmm. we're slowly coming out of this pandemic you know like this week uh, here on Saint Thomas a lot of people were in uh, me blocking now people are starting to go out now and yeah like club type environments like my entire social media feed was just full of just people in me blocking just having a blast so yep. starting to <laughs> people are starting to feel normal again but yeah and I think for us here in the Virgin Islands too because we, because we're on an island. I think, as far as like the threat of Corona, I, th- I think we're we're pretty in the clear. Cool. I mean, granted, we are a tourist destination; people can still bring it here, mm-hmm. so we don't necessarily want to open our borders so much just as yet. But I think because you know we have been on the island, people have been quarantined for the so long. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty much in the clear, and people are starting we're, to feel that too, and starting to we're we're pretty pretty good right now. I mean, for a long time there was only two cases, and one of them was from a way that they kind of brought him here, kind of thing. Um, I haven't checked the recent numbers, but I heard there was a, a new case. But it's not like that's a new case from a new host person that's getting it. I think it's like because there were still cases pending, so that new case is from that pending set. Mm. Yeah. So those people that are pending, I'm sure, were still under some kind of protocol. Mm. So it should uh, things are pretty things are getting pretty normal again. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's still a serious thing, though. Unfortunately, we uh, have we have friends that are still being affected by this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people losing relatives and stuff like that. Mm, so yeah, hearts definitely go out to those people. It's, it kind of when you think things are coming normal and you know we trying to open up, you hear about you know people still dying from this. Not here in the Virgin Islands, unfortunately. But you know in the in the, in the, in the U.S. mainland yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, um, it's still a big thing there. One of the most surprising statistics. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but 
There's only been six deaths in the Virgin Islands. And you know, three of them are from one family. Oh, wow. Mother, father, and son. That's rough. That's the most disheartening thing. I got like, damn. One family just wiped out. Like, I, I think that's the most... I mean, as much as you, you know, you want to look at the... Um, Corona as you know whether it's deadly or not deadly or only a certain age all those things it's strange to think that prior to this thing there was a lot of people that were with us that are no longer with us now that they came along you know what I mean like that's the strange thing about it like damn if this outbreak never happened there'd be a few people that would still be with us yep that's kind of strange to me like it's just it's very eerie yeah but it, it kind of is what it is, unfortunately. But, um, we're, but yeah. We're fortunate to still be here, so. Yep, take advantage of it. On top of that, now the world's going crazy with, you know, riots and stuff. I think, I, I mean, I think they're starting, to, they're starting to die down, I hope, from what I understand. Yeah, protests are still going on, but as far as the, the, the violent riots and stuff, I think that's starting to calm down a bit. And people are starting to realize. Well, yes and no, because... Uh, the last thing I saw, people were starting to tear down statues now. That's not really peaceful protest, but it, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's voicing your opinion. But, yeah, a lot of statues of, uh, I guess... A little more than voicing. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot of statues of uh, known racists or slave owners and stuff like that are being teared down. Which, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how you feel, how to feel about it. It, it's, it's, it is what it is. People mm. have, you know, their opinions on it and everything. Mm. But at the end of the day, destroying people's property... Is never a good thing. Never a good thing. So I mean, you can voice your opinion, and there's channels you can go through to you know to to invoke change. But I'm never for destroying property in any sense, because you know mm-hmm. someone worked hard and you know put some money up for that. But at any rate, it's still you know the images still do affect mm-hmm. you know people in a certain way. So now, I heard some certain. I think I don't know what state it was, or, or was it a state or a city. I was banning the Confederate flag. Yeah, I mean that, that's been an ongoing thing for forever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's another image that you know invokes certain feelings and emotions that you know if if, if it affects enough people negatively, that then then change should happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't honestly at the end of all this, I, I don't know what's going to be the end result of you know. Mm-hmm. All these protests and everything that's happening right now. Like, I, I don't want it to just be, yeah, a bunch of protests, a bunch of you know riots and stuff, and then things just go back to back normal. To normal right, yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people are with it as well. So I, I, I don't. I, this time I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I've heard both sides of it. I've heard some people saying, you know, like saying, you know, you know, it's good now that we're having this conversation. But there's people saying, like, how many times have we had this conversation? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I get it, but I th- this time just feels different for some reason. There's a lot more people involved. There's a lot more eyes on it, and I don't want, I don't want this to turn into something negative, like black people using it to, you know, for the wrong reasons, you know, to push their agendas and stuff like that. You know, I want this to bring about, like, if, if it's gonna bring about change, let it bring about meaningful, you know, impactful change. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. Um, well, there are some good coming out of it. I mean, uh, that movie, um, Mercy or mm-hmm. Just Mercy, 
Um, it's actually free. It's free, yeah. Um, I still haven't watched it though, but I'm gonna I'm definitely yeah. gonna. I'm supposed, supposed to watch it this weekend. Definitely probably gonna watch it maybe tonight or something. But um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. I think uh, based on the trailer, you know, it, it's it deals with a lot of things that we're going through right now. So it's it may be eye-opening for some, but uh, I'm you know looking forward to seeing that. And it's cool that you know, given the climate, the current you know climate that we're in right now, you know, the, the studios or whoever whoever made the decision to, to put it out for free. Um, did that so you know people can you know maybe there's a message in there that that we need so yeah I'm I'm sure that there's something in there that they want us to hear you know so that's why they made it for free it's cool. yep. pretty cool definitely worth checking out uh, well also too I mean um, Dallas owner Mark Cuban he's been uh, he's been very vocal about you know. Black Lives Matter actually a lot of different platforms obviously. I think we touched on it uh, before a lot of platforms now are, are paying attention to you know All Lives Matter Black Lives Matter however you want to look at it however you want to spin it yeah and um yeah I mean Mark Cuban he's been very he's been on the front lines huh? he's really? been on the front lines as a, as a white man he's you know he's talked about, he's talked very candidly about you know his experience and you know how initially you know a lot of things like he 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 understands he, he understands all the different perspectives. So he's like you know as a white person you know there's a lot of people, white people that don't understand what black people are going through, mm-hmm. and they think it's one thing. So like you know why can't they just do this? Why can't they just do that? But you know he, he he's letting them know it's, it's not just okay to to say okay you know this is what we're gonna do. It's like it's, 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 now is the time for action, mm-hmm. and he's doing a lot of he, he even I mean I think it was um. On uh, inside the NBA, which is another thing I want to talk about, um, he went on there and he was kind of outlining like you know a plan of action for for businesses or a white person to to you know start going about you know change and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because it is true, like a lot there's a lot of white people that that are like, okay, I, I want to change this. How do I help? You know, and mm-hmm. there's different perspectives on it. Some people are like, well, you know, if you. S- there's there's different ways you can look at it because there's there is the argument that you know if you see a homeless man you don't go to them and ask how can I, how can I help you know you just do it you know he's homeless so he's probably hungry you know you know these things so it's not a thing where there is that argument where it's not a thing where you have to ask how to help you just you know you you, you just do it you know so I guess that way you know you see injustices you know you, you speak up you. You don't have these, you know, biases and stuff. I mean, there's different things like that, you know. Yeah. So I've, I've been, uh, I mean, I always liked Mark Cuban, you know, and of course being a Dallas Maverick fan, you know. Yeah. But I think now, I, I think Dallas will uh, come out of this with more fans. Just in time, because we're, we're, we're a pretty good team now, so. Yeah, season one star, but. That's the next thing that's, uh, I, I honestly, I'm pretty excited about. The season starting is something that has been long overdue, in my opinion. I mean, UFC has always been, you know, the front lines of starting sports back. And it's good to see other sports starting to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely uh, NBA coming back is a welcome, welcome, welcome. Like, I, I, I'm chomping at the bit, of, like, Where's can't wait for the start. And they, some of the teams are coming back. Um, they, a lot of the teams that were, of course, not in the, the runners to win the championship, you know, 
Well, I let them continue, so I, I get that perspective. But some people aren't. Some people aren't about happy it. about it, but it's you know their teams and whatnot. But it's whatever. You you had your chance. Yeah. But um yeah, getting live sports back. More live sports back. Mm-hmm. Gonna be great. That's gonna be interesting because there's, you know, I mean the the format is they're gonna be in um in Disney in a like Disney World um part of Disney World. Mm-hmm. All all the teams are gonna be there's different. I think it's like the Wild World or ESPN the Wild World of Sports section in Disney World or whatever. <laughs> And all the teams are going to be there, and they're just going to come play their games and go back. And they're they're all going to stay there. They're not going to go. No, so they're going to be locked down in that section for that long. And that could affect them differently. But I think it's going to make for one probably one of the most competitive. Because they have nothing else. They have nothing else. No distractions. No, you know, women knock on your door. You know, in middle of the night. Mm-hmm. None of that. So I think it's going to make for a very competitive uh, playoffs. I can't wait for that. Yeah, but they're yeah, they're, I think they're they're letting a few other like it's I think it's like twenty teams they're doing. Mm-hmm. When usually you know in the playoff is going to be six, um, sixteen teams. So they're letting teams fight for that last spot, you know, mm-hmm. last spot depending on you know how, how it was stacked. Um, I kind of like us being where, the position where we are because we you know we could get. I don't think we're gonna knock. We're we're, we're a strong enough team. Where I don't think we're gonna knock that, but we shouldn't be where we are. And we only end up there because of some, you know, silly mistakes. But I feel good about it. Um, I'm excited to start trash talking people again. You know, that's always the most fun thing about team sports. You know, well, that and gambling, of course. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Actually, um, what I actually watched the other day that I thought was super interesting was um, NBA 2K um, eSport. Mm. I don't know if you ever watched it, but it was on. Um, what channel it was? I think it was actually ESPN, I think, because there's no sport. And it, it, like, it was like the closest thing to coming to watching basketball. So I was like, I was enjoying every minute of it. It was like you're watching basketball, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's different how they do it because I, I didn't I didn't realize, but they each team it's, it's, it's apparently a different build of the game that's just for esports. But each team is a is a creative character. Each, each player on the team is a creative character, and it's played by a person. It's not actual NBA teams. Mm. Well, it, the thing is, it is run by NBA teams, so like every NBA team have their own esports team. Really? Mm-hmm. But it's not the not the, not the, the stars, not the stars that yeah. we know. But it's 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 the East thing. So I don't know how they go about the character creation. I, I don't know. I'm not educated enough on it to know like the stats and all that. The stats or like, is it just you know? free range to do whatever you want like I don't know how they go with the character creation and what what they play with in terms of the stats but it was very interesting I mean there's a bunch of weird looking people on there but it was like whatever that's your character that's, that's what you want that's, that's, <laughs> that's your character you know and there was some that you know looked really good I, I thought it was a it was a very cool dynamic um, for different things because one I realized there's, there's no substitutions because it was just like if you're playing with your character you're playing with your character so I'm guessing they probably modified it to where you don't get tired as much, or I don't know. I don't know how. I, I don't play 2K, so I don't really know how the stats, the management of that works. But I thought it was interesting because uh, you know the, both teams were in, in obviously two different places, and you know teams over celebrating and you know for different things. It was, it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> 
it, it, it just like and those guys are so good like they play like like real basketball so it's not like you know bunch of weird you know herky jerky stuff it's like they actually run plays and stuff they run plays so it was it was actually very entertaining to watch I'm like I'm wondering if they have NBA coaches like maybe giving them players giving them like I don't know I don't I don't know all the details I just know I was watching it and it was it was definitely entertaining to watch it was like watching basketball which I thoroughly enjoyed yeah I mean esports is it's a growing medium right now actually it, mm-hmm. it's, it's always been on the uprise but now even more so because nothing else is going on mm-hmm. people are people are, people are digging it man uh, it's good to see you know something in our realm taken off like that I mean even as far as like with the Black Lives Matter thing like a lot of game studios developers mm-hmm. whatever have you they're, 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 they're voicing their opinion and it's good to see you know you turning on your game and turning on Apex there's a Black Lives Matter message mm-hmm. turning on Call of Duty there's a Black Lives Matter yep. message there's a a bunch of different games and yeah, who knows what other games studios yeah are doing it but it's it's kind of cool it's it shows that you know everyone's listening now mm-hmm. and I think the, the difference between this situation and others in the past is that with this situation now because everyone was you know not distracted and now this thing happened now everyone's paying attention mm-hmm. so all eyes are on it right now so it, it, if, if there's ever going to be a time for change it's definitely now I mean, we already have to change. There, there is going to be change after, like, whatever what we thought was normal. I don't think it's going to be entirely normal when we get back to what we think is normal. I think you know there will be change, and it's a good thing that you know if, if you know if we're already going to change. It's good to, to change the things that are really important. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool seeing that. Um. Also, speaking of change, um. News in uh, the gaming world. Uh, PlayStation just got a pretty got a pretty big lawsuit. <laughs> they lost some change. <laughs> they, oh boy, they got hit um, for lawsuit uh, based on their uh, I guess buyback policy or return policy. Um, there were some players in Australia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If it's, I don't know if this extends to the U.S., but it's definitely an Australia issue. Um, where some some players bought some games, uh, didn't mm-hmm. like it, wanted to return it, and they were getting the runaround from uh, PlayStation. Uh, I don't know if that's just PlayStation on a cool. company level, or, or if it's just someone regional. who has, well, yeah, the regional whoever's head of you know the Australian division or whatever. But they cost PlayStation a couple million dollars in a class action lawsuit that just three point five in Aussie dollars, which is like two point something in US. Still a couple million. Mm-hmm. Which is probably not not the hit they need, you know. No, because you know things are not as exciting. You know that they're about to launch a new platform, new console. So, but um, yeah. Apparently, the the, the wording in the the return policy says one thing, and then the when the guys are trying to return their games, they're getting a runaround and saying, you know, it has to be the game developer has to give them the okay to do it. Or there's a lot of there's a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of back and forth and people just got tired of it and just sued them and won and won so it was just so many and it's you know in, in hindsight obviously you know you know a game was maybe 60 bucks you know 60 bucks to, to pay out 60 bucks now you know 
Instead, now I have to pay out 3.5 million. You know, man, 60 bucks doesn't sound too bad. Might as well give him the 60 bucks. Might as well just give him the 60 bucks. Okay. It comes down to doing Cust- right by people and yeah, customer cust- service. Customer yeah. service is a big thing. Yeah, they, 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 they definitely screwed up there. Got a pretty big hit, but they're Sony. Sony can bounce back. They have a lot of things going on for them. Yeah, but, you know, Sony does also, I mean, I don't know, Sony, Sony's in some, I mean, they, Sony's, in, Sony's not in, in the best shape that people think they're in. That's one, that's one misconception a lot of people have about Sony. They're not this juggernaut that's just swimming in money that, that they appear to be. One, they're, you know, they're, their movies division I think I've been hearing different stories about their they're losing money on when they make movies and stuff like that and um, yeah, I know at one point there were talks about um, Apple probably buying them or something like that exactly they, they, they want to sell off their movie division because it's not it's not bringing in money yeah. and they, they, for a long time the only thing that was bringing in money for them was Spider-Man and now, and now they're it seems like they're going to sell that back to to, 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 Marvel. to Marvel so it's like there was talk about Apple buying buying that. I mean, that's just their movie division. But next thing I also heard too was about um, in terms of the PS Five. Like, I heard I was hearing something along the lines like from a like it might actually like I think I think Xbox did this. I think with the three hundred and sixty, where it was costing them more money to produce it than it was than they were making on each console. Mm. So they, they had to, to like try and make up the money on that, like otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm hearing similar talks. I'm, I'm hearing similar talks about that, like on, on the PS5, like where it might cost them more to make it than it actually, you know. I mean, so, so like the, 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 like those those things, and then hit that, then the lawsuit, and then you know, it's. Uh, I'm sure they'll be all right. Like you know, this is just. They're they're a big enough company where you know. And they have enough smart people. I'm sure that you know they, these are just challenges to overcome. Challenges to overcome, and they, you know it's, just, it's it's not something like where it's not it's not gonna be somewhere something like where they're gonna like go out of business or anything. Sony isn't going anywhere. They're, they're a strong enough company that they're they're definitely not going out of business. But they have some challenges. Mm-hmm. Any good businesses? Any any good business has challenges. So. Yeah. Well, I, I think they're gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely don't want to see you know. That's, that's definitely going to affect the, the console war thing. No, like, I, I, I like competition. I like people having their opinion, you know, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, whatever. I like having those kind of conversations. You know? Yeah. And people say iPhone, Samsung, you know. I like those conversations because, you know, it, is, it, it it helps to have competition like that, you know, when it comes to... Yeah. So, like back in the day, it was, you know, WWE... W, uh, WCW, WCW, you know, which one's better? You know, it's 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 fun. People, you know, voice their opinion. People debate it. People, you know, have strong opinions. And it's it's just part of the human experience, voicing your opinion and convincing others. You know, and if someone can convince you that their side is a better side, then either you have a weak mind or you're just not as loyal as you think you are, or not edu- or not as, as educated. There you go. That too. Yeah, it's cool though. But yeah, man, I think I, I'm looking forward to the new console. I mean, I am and I'm not. I mean, like, I, I feel like it's too soon. You know, 
It is a bit soon, but it's kind of been a while. But when it comes to consoles, I think I like I like the direction that everything's going right now, in the I, sense that you know, well, at least for an, an Xbox front, where you know you can buy your you can buy the new Xbox. Games are going to look better on it. They are going to perform better on it, but you don't have to rebuy the game over. All like, the games all, you bought. Yeah. All the games you bought are going to be able to play on the Xbox. Yeah, which is great. Like right, like. Right, yeah. right, right off the gate, they they they're they're doing good by people in terms of backward compatibility. It's, it's not gonna, it's not going to be a whole new thing. Like, even even your Xbox controller you're using now, you're able to use it on the new Xbox. Mm-hmm. All the peripheral stuff, like you can still use that stuff, and it's going to be still cross platform. So if someone's playing on you know an Xbox uh, One S right mm-hmm. now, you'll be able to play on the new Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, play games with each other and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just a hardware that allows you to, to, to access mm-hmm. these games. So I, I think that that's definitely the direction all consoles should go. For example, if, if Nintendo comes up with a new console and it's similar to what they have already, then they should just keep pushing, you know, that kind of a thing. The, Same thing with PlayStation. Nintendo's actually been the worst when it comes to backward compatibility. Yeah, they, it's always a new thing. I was, uh, but they still they still sell quite a bit, you know, and they, 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 maybe their market is, is different than, you know, the PlayStation and Xbox because... They're more, they t- well, they take over the Asian market for sure. But then they're more, when it comes to the U.S. market, they're more uh, focused on like, the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And um, this last generation was portability, having the switch and everything. You know, be able to play in your home, also take it on the go as well. So that that's more their market as far as like, the hardcore console wars type, you know, market. You know, Xbox, PlayStation dominate those. And I, I must say, I like the direction Xbox is going. Yep. I don't know if you saw that they also released. Um, well, it was a, it was a leak actually. I made a video of it. But there's um. They redid the market. They're probably gonna launch it with the new console. It's, it's called. I guess it's called Mercury or Project Mercury or something like that. Oh, the Xbox market. Mm-hmm. It's a completely new, completely new layout. And I, I, I saw it, it. It looks nice, and it's. You know, it's. It needs to be done. I mean, the current market is it's okay, but I I must say I don't like it too much. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 redoing it. I've searched for games verbatim of the title and they're not showing up. Try again later and then it shows up. So it's like little issues like that. I'm like, maybe it's something on my end, but mm. I feel like if you put something close enough, it should pop, should pop up. Yeah. I mean, I've I've always the market's okay. My only issue with the market is that there's like, well, if you're honest, but there's pretty much kind of two markets in a sense. Well, there's one, but there's two. Yeah, because you, if, if you, Game Pass has its own thing, has its own thing, but it looks exactly like the market, so it's it, very confusing. It could be confusing. And that's probably me. where uh, why I, I didn't, you know, check, and maybe that's where my error. That could be where your error is, yeah. But it's strange. But you know, good to see that they're they're, they're redoing it. They're redoing it. It looks it looks gorgeous. It looks you know very eye candy and even um Project X Cloud is another thing that's mm-hmm. kind of under the radar. No one's talking about, but I think it's going to be another big step in the right direction for Xbox. You know, mm-hmm. being able to play games, the games you love, on whatever you want, it's kind of where they're going, and it's it's awesome. It's awesome to see. Especially if you, if you have the right enough internet, good enough internet, you can play, you know, games you love on your on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. No. They don't have to come with a, 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 a mobile system. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's cool, I mean... It was in competition with Stadia, and unfortunately, Stadia fell off hard. 
they had great ideas and everything but it just did not come to fruition the way they thought it would I think and I think they're still working on it but I think I think the final nail in the coffin for Stadia will be when xCloud actually gets official release because mm. right now it's in beta and the people, some people got early access to it and everything and even now in beta it's, it's killing it so yeah can't wait for that definitely uh, uh, when that does come to fruition I, I'm gonna probably buy some um, some phone accessories to you know <laughs> enjoy the experience a little bit experience. Uh, some people are doing the, the regular Xbox controller with the clip mm-hmm. and that, that's what most people are using which that's that's one way to do it, but there, there's um there's, there's other peripherals. You can yeah, it's a company called Razer that's making the ones that attach to either end of the phone. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a switch. Kind of, and it makes it look like a switch, and it's 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 pretty cool. I've seen some some nice one of those. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch like that, but I think Razer has a good quality. They're they're they're, they're a known company, and they they do mm-hmm. a good. Yeah. I don't want to go with something cheap just because I want to. I'll be up the coin once it's official anyway mm-hmm. I'm gonna up the coin and get a, a nice peripheral to put on my phone so I can enjoy mobile gaming yep. like the true nerd that I am be that guy yep. I wanna be that guy <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean the, the next thing to look out for I guess is the, is the, the prices of these new consoles cause yeah there's been a lot of talks about different things but there's not been nothing official yet so that's gonna be the big thing mm-hmm. we, we may be coming into an age where consoles are gonna be like a thousand bucks now I think we're, we've been close to that. Before, yeah, we've but been, we've been chomping on that a little bit, but I, I'm afraid it's gonna happen. Actually, I, I've, I've, from what I've seen, I heard that there's gonna be, which makes me believe it probably will be about a thousand bucks. Is that there's a there's gonna be a cheap version as well. Like yeah. that that doesn't have any. I think it's a, a lower lower memory and like no CD drive, kind of like a download only kind of one, like the, like the model that they did before. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a cheaper option. And the fact that I was like, hmm, why are they introducing a cheaper option like out the gate? Which probably means this thing is going to be buckets of money. We'll see. But, yeah. That's why you got to get your money right. You get what you want. Yeah, part of me still feel like it's too soon because it's like, I could remember buying Xbox One. I remember distinctly buying the Xbox One. I remember, yeah. In Kmart. Yes. Like, I remember. And I, like, I felt like that was like, not too long ago. Yeah. But again, when the new console come out, you, you don't have to get it to continue playing with your friends. Yeah, but I, but I will. <laughs> there you go. I, 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 like, there's no question when, when I... I'm financially in a much better position than I was... Was that my... I think so. Maybe not. But I feel... Mentally, in terms of my financial knowledge, is better now than it was back then, and I feel like definitely like I'm gonna up the coin immediately. I'm not like I, know, I think for the 360, we kind of waited a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think with the Xbox One, we kind of waited a little bit as well. But I think I'm gonna do it immediately this time. Good for you. I might, I might even pre-order. Might even pre-order. Sometimes you pre-order, you could get it in the mail quicker than you could. Like in the stores, that's, I don't know. That's, that's the problem about being on islands. Like the mailing system has been pretty terrible recently. The mailing system has been bad, and like you run the risk of okay, do I if if I get it in the mail? Sometimes, like with, with cell phones, you can get them early. But that's a cell phone, like console. I don't know. 
and then you run the risk of okay do i not get in the mail do i do i risk it getting it in the stores and you gotta be there early and you know all mm. these other things going in the stores you know you're gonna spend twice as much and that's, and that's the next thing too especially down here being here the, 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 the stores always charge a premium especially where well i will not name but very well known on the island for you know price gouging so it's like yeah i don't know i don't know which option i'm gonna take but i do know i will get it and again being there's not a lot of people i mean there are people there's a, there's a good bit of it it's, it's fairly split on island but it's mostly ps yeah so i mean i'm, I'm not too worried about getting the new xbox you know because i feel it's gonna be available as, a, as opposed to the next ps true but we'll see Definitely will, and it's it's like and I got the good thing about everything right now, not just Xbox, but game plat developers in a whole, everything looks like it's going to cross platform. Like um, there's talks of Apex being the next one to do it, and once they do it, it's going to be. Once Apex does it, no game that comes out after that should 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 not be not cross platform. It should Apex is kind of like the one that's kind of holding out less big game if you will mm-hmm. that's not cross platform in my opinion and I think once Apex goes then it's it's that's the way that's the way that's actually be standard operating procedures from now for most games that come out as far as like if you want to be a competitive, a competitive esports game. you know mm-hmm. whether it's a shooter or whatever fighting game yeah but even even like sports games like, should be all, I think there's, no, there's no reason why it shouldn't be cross-platform cross-platform should be just a, just a wave of the future and just I think slowly but surely but I think some game developers are kind of holding out I guess because they they feel like they can get better uh, it might be a money thing yeah like I said they, they can probably you know in their negotiations you know mm-hmm. for exclusivity they can probably get a bigger something you know some money that they're probably giving up but with being cross-platform everyone gets to experience your game so Especially if you make it free, like a lot of developers are doing now. Especially if you make it good. If you make a good game that's free and cross-platform, you win. It's, it's a formula for, a winning, for success, right? Yeah, the winning formula. Yeah. Speaking of games coming out, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm still I'm still not on board with Valorant. I saw some more gameplay of it. There's I saw a, a review of it. There's not a release. I saw a review and I saw there's not a release trailers and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're lower trailers, and the artwork is stunning to me. It's kind of minimalist, but even like, like watching the game, I was like, eh. But then when I saw like some of the tra- like the trailers and the mm-hmm. cinematicness, I was like, okay, I can get behind it now. It, it, it looks, I mean, as far as art style is concerned, I, I, I can get, I get, it looks you good. You understand it now? Yeah. yeah. And some of the lore trailers are pretty good. I like it. I like the lore trailers, but obviously the game doesn't play that way. True. But I don't know. I still, I want. I, I honestly, I, I want to play just because it's like. Which is weird because usually I'm usually I don't really care about other people's opinion, but it's like everybody's seems to be going crazy for this thing, and I I, I don't see it, but I want to see what I'm missing. Because <laughs> I, I it just nothing about the game really appeals to me. Really, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's like, I mean, the art style. It's it's it's. It's strange. It's not like to me. Look at the game being played. It, it looks like 
360. Yeah, like it's not. It's like the graphics don't look that great, and I think it's because of the art style. But I think that they do the art style on purpose. Yeah, it's but, so you could. But like, also, do I think it could be because you're watching it, you know, as a YouTube video as opposed to actual game? Actual play. playing. Yeah. So I probably need to play it to before I make that. It. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's 100 percent true. Um, but the the gameplay mechanics and stuff too. I just I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have. To, I'll, I'll. I'll really have to play to see what I'm missing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. reviews and everything sounds people love it. People love it. People are raving about it. And it's like I, 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 I'm starting to wonder if maybe because Blizzard has so much money. It's Blizzard that makes it, right? Was it Blizzard? No, it's not Blizzard. It's actually um, I think it's Riot Games, right? Is it Riot? Who, who I think it's right. I think it's the same people that make League of Legends. So it's right. Yeah, you're correct, 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 correct. So, you know, they have all this. Well, we have a, sitting on a bunch of money. They probably paid a bunch of, you know, streamers. Mm-hmm. To talk, talk, about about talk about it. Talk about about it. It's possible. And, and if that's so, I mean, nothing wrong with it. It's a, it's a good marketing campaign. You know, you're paying for what you get and people are, you know, people. it's working if that's what the case is. But the only, only, only way to know is to play it, so. We'll check it out and see. There's already like, there's already there's already esports teams for this thing. There like, you go. Esports already like there there's teams that are already invested in getting esports teams for this. I mean, they, that, that, that that could be attributed to a number of things. It could be attributed to the fact that you know people are just on top of esports right now, and they see this next shooter and they're like, you know what, let's let's be ahead of this let's thing. Be ahead of it, yeah. When the esports do come out, they're they're gonna be ready. It could be that. Or it could be that this game is so good that they, they, they see that esports is coming and they're, they're gonna, you know, and it's gonna be big. Could be it could be either or, you know, you never know. But I think we just do need to play it and uh, see what all the hype is about. But, um, yeah, take a quick break right now, I guess, and then we're gonna come back and uh, get into some more uh, some more stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk about the UFC and stuff. So. We'll be back. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to $10, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated. And we're back. Exciting, exciting week of fights. Yep. Uh, this last, this weekend was was great. This is probably one of the better UFCs I've seen in a long time. And before we get into the specifics, I, I have to commend the UFC for everything that's going on right now because these last couple weeks of fights, the fights have just been great. Top notch, top notch fights. Even like like the week before last card, like they didn't have a ton of notable fights. They had like one or two notable fights, and then the rest of it was just kind of you know mm-hmm. a bunch of contenders and stuff like that. But they were still all good fights. And a week before that, you know, great fights again. A lot of you know moving parts in the MMA world right now is happening. Like the climate has been shifting. Man, I don't know. I'm wondering if we should talk about that first or should we save it for that? We can talk about that right now if you want. Because I am 
I'm a little upset about what's happening in Emma right now. You have, I mean, we already discussed John Jones in detail on, on on past episodes on the podcast on how his you know money disputes and all that kind of stuff. I think we touched on it very well in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. But now you have other fighters coming out, you know, trying to make the same argument. Most notably, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal, who a week or two ago, I'll be like. I want to see how Jorge do great things. But now I guess, you know, I, I, I'm going to say what it is and then I'm probably going to, I'm going to give my opinion on it. Jorge is now coming out saying, you know, and he's he's making, I guess you could say, good points, you know. You know, comparing UFC fighters to other athletes and other athletes make, you know, closer to 50% of what they bring in. When UFC fighters only bring in like eighteen percent, and you know, you know, he 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 wants to know why that is, and you know, he wants the numbers to make sense before he fights again. All all this all this noise, and he even went as far as going and saying, "Oh, if you know, if you can't make an agreement, they could just release him." Blah blah blah. I think, I think we we talked about this before. I think it's, I think it's management is. I think these managers are putting these, all these all this noise in these fighters' head, and it's the, the management wants more money, and it, it, it boils down to the fighters going to want more money. Yeah, that's my personal. Opinion. I mean, that's you know, that's how I that's why I think of it because if you look at you know Dana White's perspective, and he always gets asked about it every 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 interview with Dana White, and they ask him about it, I, I'm always interested in his response. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't change his position, and and, it's, and he's right. You know, a lot of these like, it's not like Jorge Masvidal is at the end of his contract. He's trying to renegotiate a new contract. They literally just signed a contract with him a few months ago. Since his last fight. Since his last fight, and and that that's when all this talk should be happening. After you sign that dotted line, that's it. Fight out your contract, and then. Then, then you can make the noise. But to right now, in the middle of a pandemic and all these things, there's no live gate. UFC's losing out a lot of money. To try to ask for more money is just—it's stupid. It's—it's it's downright stupid. Especially if after you already signed on dotted line, you're like—you just signed a deal. The UFC has every right to sue. Like if if he, if he doesn't, he like you know. Well, he doesn't want to fight all this all this nonsense. They have all the right to sue him because it's like you sign you sign a contract. And yeah, and of course we don't we don't know the details of the contracts either. But right, rightfully so. I mean, regardless of the details, you you once you you make a deal, you should be men of your word and you know uphold your deal, which which I get. And and but see, I understand both sides, but I, I understand. I, I do too. I, I have to say I, I do side with Dana White. On most things, and I'm I'm still a huge Hori Masvidal fan, and I I, 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 I I don't know if I am. I don't know, I, and I get his perspective too as well. I, I, but to go back to the original point, like you just said, you know, you like you just signed a deal, and the the the, the thing with a deal is like, it's not like the UFC is just giving you you know, whatever. You guys, you the management team and the UFC comes to an agreement when a, whenever a deal is signed. Mm-hmm. Whenever deal is official, it's not just one-sided. 
both parties have to agree. Some may be more reluctant than others, but once a deal is signed, the deal is signed. Exactly. So, in the court of law, of course, once you sign a deal, you have to uphold that deal. Now, the UFC has been lenient as far as letting fighters, you know, renegotiate and mm-hmm. all that stuff because... And I, I can see why they do it, too, because, obviously, based on your performance, the climate of your, you know, your fighting may change, but that's why UFC locks you in a deal because it's, it's, a, it's a business move because mm-hmm. they want to make sure that they, you know... They're, they're, they're calculating the future. Uh, I think that's another thing a lot of fighters are probably not getting is that well, the reason why UFC signed you to like a five-fight deal or whatever the deal is, part of that, and I'm, I'm just speculating here, but it's just my business sense, the way I would look at it, is that you, you're calculating what it's going to cost you to produce I don't know, one of your fights. Mm-hmm. And I'm with the entire fight card. So once you're looking at the entire fight card and looking, okay, I'm going to have this person on this card, this person on this card, this person on the card. You're already calculating how much it's going to cost you mm-hmm. to produce said card. Mm-hmm. You don't want that number to be volatile every time you're producing a card. Exactly. Because then you can't, you, can't predict run, your numbers. you can't predict your numbers. So obviously they, they want to have a, a way of where they can calculate, all right, this is how much this card is going to cost, this is how much you have to generate, and this is how much it's going to produce. So you want to know the input, how much you're going to cost the input into this element mm-hmm. and then what the output's going to be you know I'm going to put this much in this amount of money this amount of marketing blah 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 and I should get X amount of dollars exponential you know mm-hmm. some kind of profit predictable numbers and I think right now they're losing money because a be. big part of that factor was of course the gate the live gate they don't have that anymore uh, it, it's hurting them so even though they have these deals and everything those deals are probably hurting the UFC as well Mm-hmm. And, and, and because they gotta pay you what they promised they were gonna pay you when they had a live gate. And this and, and this is the point that I've always been saying is like other organizations, other other organizations are, are trying to negotiate with their athletes to take less money, and they haven't done that. They've paid everybody what they said they were gonna pay everybody. So it's like, and and Jorge is trying to make this argument that oh, um, they don't make anything on any of that, so it shouldn't affect him. Well, right. That's why you know. That's why they're still paying you what they're paying you. That, that he he doesn't realize he's kind of contradicting himself because he's saying like you know they don't make money on you know the popcorns and the seats and all. Like, fighters don't make money on that, so that shouldn't affect their pay. Exactly. That's, that's why, why your you, pay is not affected. That's why their pay is not affected. That's why your pay is still the same. That's why they they haven't tried to get less money from you, and that's why you shouldn't ask for more money because. You know they, they, they can't. I, I just I, I don't understand. It's so hard for him to understand. Like hearing him talk, I was like, man, I really thought you were you were smarter than that. You know what I mean? Because yeah, one of the points he was making was that you know he can't be an independent contractor if he can't go elsewhere to make money. But it's a contract. It's part, it's part of it. It's part of it's Being, in what you just said. Exactly. You're a contract. You're contracted to do X Y Z. It's part of the contract. And, Once you sign a deal like that, that's it. That, that that's why you can't go elsewhere because you signed a contract that said that you were gonna do this work. Exactly. And then why it says many times like, if you don't like it, just fight out your contract, and then do whatever you want. And that's and that, and that's so true. Like if if I was in these guys' shoes or whatever, you know the problem is, honestly, is that especially for him as well. He's been in some big hyped up fights, and now he, his head is. As big as can get. What's that Connor money? 
and he 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 sees himself in that stratosphere where he's like the hardest thing since sliced bread, and he is. But people, if I don't realize what made that is the UFC. It's not you didn't you didn't become that by yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. You can't go anywhere and be as big a deal. You know what I mean? It, 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 it is it is a yin and yang. You need both parties to to be successful. Mm-hmm. So that being said, like you like all this bashing the UFC is like it only hurts you because now they ain't gonna be as you know they gonna care less about you. Know, it's like man, this guy, you know, he he, he really a company man. You, you don't have to be a company man. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you only hurt your like. You, you gotta be as favorable as possible to to, to to stay in these guys. If 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 he wants to renegotiate, being in their good graces would help them come to like. Okay, let's negotiate. And they like you, so they. You know what I mean? All these things play hand in hand. There's no way he can like. He don't realize that like. Three four years ago, who was Jorge Masvidal? Nobody knew and nobody cared. He could very easily go back to that person. <laughs> If he ain't getting the big name fights and he ain't getting the eyeballs on him, he will slowly start to dwindle. If he goes to Bellator and he fight whoever they have, nobody care. And less people gonna see him, less people gonna see him, and less people gonna care. is is a two way is a two way process. The UFC is the biggest organization, and they need the big name fighters. It's it, 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 they like it both need to work. And unfortunately, the thing is with the UFC is that they could always make another fighter. There's always another guy that wants it more. There's always another guy that that's hungry. This we can prove it. And there's, you know, what I mean, there's always somebody else that wants to be a star. So if you don't want to play ball, they'll just get somebody else to play ball. It sucks, but it's the, it's the nature of the beast. I mean, look look at Ryan Bader. He was in the light heavyweight division. He was about to become a star. He was knocking on people. He was doing his thing. Went over to Bellator and who is Ryan Bader now? A lot of people don't even know who that name is. He's a champion over there. I know. Nobody knows. I know, but nobody cares. Exactly. And I, I, it's, I don't know, man. I mean, everybody wants more money. I, I get it. You know what I mean? I, and then I says, "Oh yeah, he, he understands. He wants more money." You know what I mean? But it's, it's not the way. The, it's not the way the world works. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to. You have to look at the bigger. I don't think. I think people are too narrow-sighted. They're not looking at the big picture. Jorge Masvidal is missing the big picture big time. Big, big, big time. And a part of me feels this is his management to blame. Yeah. Because they're probably fooling head full of crap and he's just not smart enough to to recognize that and, 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 and play the game the way the game should be played. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, sad because he, 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 like, he, he literally on the verge of being making Conor McGregor type money. I don't think that much money because again, I think Connor's still in a stress for I think I think he can make Nadia's money. Yes, he's on his way to making because Nadia's people don't know make, make a lot, made makes, a lot of money. And, uh, and again, that's because Connor gave him the rub. Mm-hmm. Before that Connor fight, Nadia's you know people liked him. He wasn't making a lot of money at all. He wasn't making a ton. He of was money. embarrassing how much money he was making. I, I saw an interview and I was like, damn. Nadia. Yeah, I saw we saw the numbers. He wasn't making a ton of money either. Mm-hmm. After he got the rub from Connor, huge star. And that's, that's part of the thing is like. It comes down to playing the game the right way. Yeah, because even Dinamo has said that like, you know 
one person that made this thing fun for him was Conor McGregor because mm-hmm. Conor McGregor was looking out for himself, yes, but he also played ball with the UFC. Like he, you got another play ball. People just don't get the people the just don't the understand. Like they, it's like once you start winning, you just, you just start feeling like you know, like I don't know, man. It's not a hard thing to. Say. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. Because I don't. I don't see myself as a, a like, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but like black and white is still black and white. I don't understand how we how how we kill people can't see this. If you, if, even if you look at it from our perspective, like you know, back when we used to work, you know, working in the jewelry industry. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, it don't matter what, what, what kind of client we had. Even let's say I had a, a million dollar client. I know I'll get this client to spend a million dollars today. Mm. Even if I go to my boss and say, yeah, I'll get this client to spend a million dollars. I want 50% of the money. The man will be like, get from here. Exactly. The money, it don't matter like how much money I could bring in. I can't, I can't stop saying, that, okay, I want this amount of it. Mm. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. They're the one of the product. Mm-hmm. They're the, you know, they're the one that have the investment. They know what they want to make on each one. I can't just start saying, okay, I want mm-hmm. 20% um, commission, mm-hmm. 30% commission. It, it don't work that way. If you have this client, bring this client, and let's make, let's make some money together. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure you get what, what, what's fair for us. And as much as I could, you know, be upset about it and everything, at the end of the day... It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm working here. Mm-hmm. Once you're working there, you sign the contract. That's it. So I mean, uh, this, this thing is not that hard, man. I, I, and, I, I, and you know what? They are gonna figure it out because at the end of the day, as much as you know, their their management teams are, are trying to play hard and everything like that. At the end of the day, they know they need a UFC, mm-hmm. and they know the UFC can make another fighter. Mm-hmm. They have to know that. They have they have to know that. So they're gonna play their bias to try to get as much as they want, and they're probably gonna get more money from for making noise, but they're not gonna get what they want. Exactly. So maybe the, this is all just a play for them to make, get more money and whatever the case is. But Jorge Masvidal is not going to go Bellator to fight. No. John Jones is not going to go somewhere else to fight. Th- like that's not going to happen. Because they're, they're going to fall to irrelevance. So they're going to figure it out. It's just the pandemic and the, the, the current climate of where, where things are right now. Mm-hmm. These guys are going to figure it out. I, th- I think a lot of people are going to start figuring it out, especially after this weekend. Mm-hmm. Because this weekend showed that there are stars... On the rise, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna go through every every single fight on the card. Nor do we have to. <laughs> but um, I do want to touch on one early prelims card, and that's the the Mayfield versus Clark fight. Mm-hmm. Man, Mayfield. oh man. I mean, Mayfield we saw from the Contender series, mm-hmm. big beefy black guy. Not to be racist, but it was it's a it's a th- super thick. Guy. And actually both of them actually yeah, Both Clark of them are black And the, I mean the legs on these guys were Huge Astonishing Like Surprisingly they didn't throw more kicks but Like ultimate warrior size legs Both these guys had And Mayfield You, you know that he, you know, he's Has the knockout power He's been one to you know As the fights you know Go on like the first round He gets you out of there No problem He's very good at what he does But Clark actually pushed him and actually got him to 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 go to the later rounds, and he saw that he just kind of faded. Yeah, he faded bad. He faded bad, I mean, bad, bad. bad. He he started crazy. great. He just like he looked like he exploded Clark's eye. I don't even know what happened to Clark, but his eye got jacked up in that first exchange or so. And I thought you know that that was uh, gonna be the way the fight's gonna go, but 
<laughs> Clark held on and he, he showed a different side of his game. He 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 fought through some adversity, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Good on him. Good on him. And there was another um, low leg kick stoppage as well. Mm-hmm. Two uh, back-to-back UFCs now. Yeah, with, it was Formiga and um, Perez, right? Mm-hmm. Just destroyed his leg. He just couldn't stand anymore. Seems to be a technique that's been used a lot. A it's lot. been it's been on the rise. Like if it was a mm-hmm. stock, it's been on the rise for a while. But now it's like skyrocketing. Yeah, if you have two stoppages back to back. When when leg kick stoppages were so rare, I used to love to see them. Now you're, you're getting them back to back now. It's, it's a viable, viable technique, and it's just stopping a lot of fights. And then there was a couple of fights. Um, like the 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 statement and Kelleher fight was was pretty. Pretty emotional. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Stamen lost his brother, and you know, as soon as he, uh, after the fight finished, he just yeah, he's like he's balling. like he's like he's holding it back all this time, just trying to get through everything, and man, no, he just yeah, he just broke down. That was, was kind of emotional to see, but no. Even when Dana White was, I mean, not Dana White, um, Joe Rogan was talking to him. I saw like Joe Rogan was crying even. Yeah, I, I literally had to watch it again to make sure because I was kind of like, like, did I really just hear Joe Rogan like sound like he's about to cry? In the beginning, it was like, yeah, Jorgen was emotional too. Yep. Um, hats off to him. Good victory for him. Mm-hmm. And then my boy, Bruce Leroy, against uh, probably one of my more favorite fights of the night. Even though it was the, you know, it's not the, the the best fight of the night, but like this, this this was built up to be Chase Hooper's coming out fight. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting a veteran now. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and Bruce Leroy had we call him Bruce Leroy because that's technically his nickname, but Alex Caseros is his name. He 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 had he wanted no part of that. No no part of that, that narrative. Mm-hmm. And good for him because you know, you look at his record and you be like, Okay, yeah, you know. He's definitely a gatekeeper type guy. You know But but he has he has good skills. People forget he he, he I remember when we used to actually follow him, it was like and wanted him to win and stuff. He was, yeah. He's a good. He's a, he's a good fighter. People forget that. And he showed there's levels to this because he made Hooper stand up. Look, look. and, and Alex so, Harris, he's he's very unorthodox with the stand up. He does he does make some mistakes in there too as well. Mm-hmm. But he's good at what he does. Yeah. He does his thing. He Chase, lands and he, he gets out of the way. Chase Cooper is a, he he proved to be more of a specialist where you know his, his ground game is where he shines. Mm-hmm. Stand-up is very rudimentary. Stand-up is just not great. Yeah. I mean, you saw him in the fight before this one, but he, he at least got the guy out of there. He was undefeated still. But this time, not so much. Alex Harris was just quick with these jabs. And these, like, they weren't, like, regular, like, boxing jabs. It was some long jabs, like... It was snapping his head back. Some in and out. Like, he, he was very quick with them, too. Because he would he'd start back there, and then he would just, like, mm-hmm. snap forward, like... Mm-hmm. A lot of that adds a lot of you know distance. Yeah, and, 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 and it adds, adds, adds power to the jab too. Yeah, because it was snapping his head back, you know, busting up his nose and stuff. And then yeah, and he did play around with the ground game a little bit too as well. Mm-hmm. But, just know, to kind of just to show him that you know there's there's levels of this. I mean, what I like about because like all the lead up to this was just all about Chase Hooper, Chase Hooper. Like you know, all the stuff that I've been seeing was like it's kind of building up Chase Hooper, like you know, the next you know the youngest fighter on the around the roster. And, Blah 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 blah. The next big thing, you know, young guy fighting, you know, the next generation of fighters. All this noise to the point where I even forgot who he was fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it was all about him, but 
And I'm glad he got some humble pie. Because like even him, you could have, you could have tell like one of the interviews with him, like he was drinking his own cooler. So it was like, yeah, it's good to see. Then of course the the Wineland and O'Malley fight, which we talked about this guy before, mm-hmm. and here he is again, Sean O'Malley, just proving that he is what he thinks he is. Yeah, he is the next big thing. He he does have that it factor. He yes. proved it in his last fight. This is his second fight during this pandemic, mm-hmm. and he proving that he he has it. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of like a Conor McGregor on the rise. But with more of a millennial flair, I think, if you will. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe him. He has the tattoos and everything. He has the confidence. He has the, the knockout power. And he, he has the, the predict, you know, the Mystic Mac feel where he says he's going to knock you out in the first round. And then he does mm-hmm. just that. Mm-hmm. So he, he has all the right ingredients. Just repackaged. This is like kind of a repackage for this generation, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see because he, I mean... The, the KO he got Probably one of those walk off KOs And it was against a, against a tough guy Eddie Wineland is, has mm-hmm. been around for a long time Former champion You know Not easily stopped Like mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. You can beat him yeah Decision and stuff like that But you're not You're not gonna knock him out You're not gonna like you know It's tough to submit You know cause he's, he's a veteran He's been around a long time And for a young guy To just come and like 25 And he knocked him out with a, a shot that like, he didn't even put everything on that shot. That shot could have had more on it. But it was the setup, it was enough. Though. It was a setup, and it was... As I, I showed you, like, a knockout it does, isn't all about power. A lot of people think so, but it's not all... It's a, it's a, a knockout, you could you could get more knockouts with more technique than, than power. Yep, it's all about the cleanness of the shot and how... Mm-hmm. And the position of the shot. Where it lands, all the mechanics that go into the shot itself... There's, there's, there's techniques and there's levels to this, and he proved it. Yeah, he faked the uppercut, coming the same hand over the top, same hand straight, which shows it proves that he had some speed too. Uh, and it, and it, it, it's not just a shot, but it's the effect that it had. Because when you see how that shot landed on Wyland, like and how Wyland went out, it was oh, like, how he reacted to the shot. It was like, damn. Yeah, it was almost scary. It was scary the way that shot landed and and, and the effect that it had. It was. Very bizarre. He just walked off like he he knew. Like after you hit him, you're like, "Yep, that's the one." Just crazy. And he, you know, he has the colorful hair and the tattoos and everything going for him. So yeah, he, he's yeah. He did. He, I think he did the colorful hair. He doesn't usually have colorful. I don't know if this is gonna be his new thing. his look from now on, where he's trying to be the Takashi of UFC. I don't know, but yeah. Another thing about him that's notable is that he 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 doesn't overly celebrate either. You never see him like overly excited. He yeah, just does it and just like you know very calmly like yep. Even in interviews, everything. Even he just, interviews, people talking to him and he's calm, cool. Just you know, say whatsoever. So you're ready to see, but yeah, this guy has he has it definitely. He has the eight factor for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, keep your eyes on that guy for sure. And then um, the fight that I, I was most looking forward to see, Aljamain Sterling and um, Sanhagen. Mm-hmm. Which I, I've talked up Sanhagen a, a lot too as well because you know I've seen him fight. I liked him. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like I like his fighting style. He's very accurate and he he does a lot of things good. He has a footwork, and he has a confidence too as well. Like he was mm-hmm. one that was talking up himself too as well and everything. And you know I was I was right there with him. I wanted to see him do good. 
but man, Aljamain Sterling just proved that. Nah. He just imparted his will, and that was it. Went in, did what he had to do, and left. No injuries. Literally a perfect fight. Didn't get hit. Both fighters didn't sustain any injuries. Nope. Both fighters can fight next week. Which is, is what you want on it from the UFC anyway, you know. You don't damage your product too much, either one. So. But yeah, both guys came in in shape, ready to go, and Alderman Sterling just went in and took it. Went in, just and, got and, him down to the feet. And, and, and the thing about this UFC, was, it, it was more about, well, it was built up like a lot of bantamweights, you know, on display. And O'Malley started, you know, being a bantamweight as well. O'Malley started right when it was like, after he did that knockout, it was like, all right. Like next, the next guy is like up next. Like okay, you, you gotta outshine that because if he's gonna showcase abandoned weights, is like who's gonna be next in line? Who's gonna be mm-hmm. the next star? So it was like O'Malley started it right, but then when Aljamain did his thing, it was like it was like a next one up. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, because he went and had a perfect fight. Had a perfect Didn't fight. Get touch. Didn't get touched. No damage. Brilliant. Here we go. And then of course a Sun Sao against Garbrandt. Which is the next bantamweight fight, and of course Garbrandt being former champion, everyone wants to see what he would do and everything. And these guys, I mean, it was a pretty, he, pretty decent fight, but it was a great fight. But Garbrandt just showed that his speed was next level, next level speed. And he produced another walkout, walkoff, knockout. That was. But this one was from the like. This was one of the. This was probably gonna be knockout of the year. One of the. Gotta gotta be. <laughs> If you're a KOF fan, this is the, the epitome of what a Galactica Phantom is. Yep. He charged this thing from the hip to the, to the knee almost. Mm-hmm. And just loosed it. Ducked down everything and like came up with everything. Unleashed nothing but fury into Pure Sunso. And if, if, you're, if you're part of our WhatsApp group, like man, everyone's going crazy about that. Like that, that, that knockout was great. It was. It's just it's so weird because like you didn't see that coming. Like even when he dug down like that, I thought it was you know just mm-hmm. just moving his head just to think out the bell, and it happened right when the bell hit. Right as the bell hit, and the sound it made. Oh, it was so. The snap that was a snapping motion too of of Sansa's like head just spinning off, almost spinning around. It was such a clean shot. It was yeah, he's another scary fight. Completely spin him around, made him go belly down. So, brutal, brutal stuff. Which is why we love the UFC. The UFC definitely delivered, and you definitely delivered. And bantamweights. Uh, before we, before we move on to the rest of the card, like to consider bantamweights uh, a few months ago, no one cared. No one cared about bantamweights a few months ago. Everybody was all about uh, welterweights, uh, all about lightweights, you know, and some heavyweights. But light heavyweights, <laughs> yeah. Light heavyweights, not so much. Cause light heavyweights haven't been. You haven't seen much of light heavyweights. Yeah, after John, John Jones is pretty, pretty much, much cleaned it. it out. Yeah. But man, bantamweights came now out of nowhere, exciting. and yeah. now it's now it's the division to look at. Cause now the matchups are, are endless now. Endless, just like it's like last week we were talking about the welterweight matchups. You can do the same for the banter. I think you should do that more. They should have more cards to showcase different weight classes. I think there's something there because it, it sparks the interest in the weight class. Obviously, like for, if you look at the one for the welterweights, now this one, you know, it's, it's there's definitely something there. 
I and think so because I mean, going back to like you said about the welterweights like the welterweight division it was good but I mean the champion is not the most exciting not the most marketable but it just took a guy like Burns to just be tearing through the division and then you still have some other some other um, factors there of course with, with Jorge and other mm-hmm. things so it's like the division's on fire now like the welterweight division last week was the division mm-hmm. where all the drama was all the hype is and everything mm-hmm. but man the Bantamweights just come this week and just stole the show stole the show no one's even talking about Gilbert Burns anymore it's all about the Bantamweights now and this is a division where Henry Cejudo was dominant for a while he, he, he literally just left mm-hmm. and I think he left because he felt like there's, like, you know, there's nothing more to prove and all that But which, which is I don't know if that, that was true yeah, that was what he was saying because there was no interest in the division. I'll, I'll give him that. There was no real interest in the division mm-hmm. when he was on top. But man, as soon as he left, now the division's on fire. Because e- even if you look at the fight the UFC booked to, to crown the, the next champion, they did that based on the the previous interests of the division. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you know, Jorge, um, sorry, Peter Yan, Peter Yan, Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo, you know. Aldo being the name that, that would have sold the fight because mm-hmm. people would be learning with Piriana or whatever and rightfully so but so they, they booked that fight because out of just of you know mm-hmm. sellability but now I'm, I'm, I'm sure they w- we wish they waited um, they definitely wish they waited because no nobody cares for that fight now there's so much other interesting fights and if you look at a lot of bantamweights uh, on this one like for example O'Malley was not in the top 10 mm-hmm but, but he can yeah. right. He can rightfully definitely be I, there. I think he's he's, he's definitely right. a top ten fighter. And then all the others. I'm Sterling. I'm, I'm, I'm Garbrandt was. I think he yeah. was number nine. I think he wasn't even that high on the on the card for a former champion. But now he's definitely going to be a top five fighter. So if you look at the top ten, top five, there's so much matchups you can do. So many matchups. Right now, it's crazy. And to think that you know a lot of these guys. At one point, they, they were getting, they were getting ready to, to squash the division. Mm-hmm. They almost got rid of the whole division. Mm-hmm. But you're showing now that this division is here and it's here to stay. I mean, there's still flyweights are still around, right? There's mm-hmm. still a flyweight division mm-hmm. as well. Um, hopefully, um, Joseph Benavides gets that belt and then yeah, because they you know, that fight ended in the no contest. They have to run it back. So. They have to run that one back. Um, so, but just think of what, what some matchup that can happen. Like if Benavides gets that and he's dominant, and then you know you start matching him up with some some bantamweights as well, you could have some crazy like interesting fights that are just all of a sudden came out of nowhere and all because mm-hmm. the bantamweight division just caught fire. And yep, it, it's good to see that. Yeah, okay, boom. There's still exciting fights to have. And if, if you're a UFC fan, you're in cloud nine now because there's so much. Different ways the UFC can excite you now and sell you on some fights. I just can't wait for Tuesday for Tuesday because I want to know what what's, what's coming up. Next. What's coming next? Yeah, but uh, the the marquee of this card was of course Amanda Nunes versus Philly Spencer, and Amanda Nunes just proved that she is as good as she says she is. Mm-hmm. She is the goat. I mean, I when she beat Cyborg, I'm like, mm, I don't think she's the goat. Even though she beat Cyborg, I'm like. Mm, out of 10 fights I don't know if she can beat Cyborg 10 times yeah so but, it kind of felt like you know mm-hmm. but now now it's undeniable she has beat every single female there is to beat mm-hmm. in women's MMA that matter that matter in her weight division because she goes lighter than of course mm-hmm. it's not a contest but 
But yeah, she, she's the only UFC fighter that you know had won two belts and defend both belts. Mm-hmm. She is locking down two weight, weight divisions right now, and then clearing up. She cleared up both of them. Cleaned out. There is no contender in either one of them. To the point that the next one they talk about maybe Megan Anderson, but Megan Anderson didn't. She lost to Felice Spencer, so mm-hmm. there's no real argument for that one unless she, you know, does something great in her next fight or something like that, and then do a call out. But even that, you you know, you know the way that's gonna go. But <laughs> honestly, I think she may, like, offensively, she may be better than Felice Spencer. I think she may do better, but defensively, I mean. Well, Lily Spencer was just tough. Yeah, she's... She never stopped fighting. Nope. As busted up as she was. She was destroyed. It was injury she had in that fight. Leg was battered. Face. Forehead. She got a nice rib shot in there, too. She never stopped fighting. And hats off to her. She never stopped. Skill-wise, she may not be that great. As far as, like, her stand-up. She shines on the ground. But... Even on the ground, Amanda was just controlling her. Doing what she wanted. Smiling, having a good time for the whole fight. Never really took any punches or anything. You know, left the fight pretty much unscathed. She pretty much got a workout. And well, got paid. She, well, she got um. Well, she 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 does have an injury, but she's it's not really. It's, it's, she 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 gets it every fight. Every time she kicks, she's uh, at some point she hits somebody's elbow or shin or something, and she always mm-hmm. hurts her foot. Always hurts her foot. She, like she's like every fight, like every fight that's, that's always her, her problem. Mm. And this fight is not different. But um, I don't know if you saw the um, the post fight press conference, but she, I don't think I did. Yeah, watch a good bit of it. Um, she, she's saying she's gonna she's gonna take some time off because you know she's gonna be a mom and all that kind of stuff. So she's gonna be she's she's she's, she's, she's she doesn't plan on fighting for the rest of the year. Rightfully so, because there is no one anyway. There is no one anyway, so it, it, that gives more than enough time for a challenger to arise. And you, you can't even even talk about stripping her because there's no one. There's, there's, there's no champion. There's, there's no, there's no contender. They don't strip you till after a full year. Yeah. She, she, yeah. These girls need to be fighting. They, they need to do like, a, like you said, like a card with just a bunch of like you know, female featherweights or female mm-hmm. bantamweights. Have them fight it out. See, see, see what happens. Cause I forgot who's gonna be the next one. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it sparks some interest, and maybe they should start cannibalizing some other organizations to get some female fighters in there. Cause I I can't think of anyone right now that Megan Anderson is the only one, but she's not even like if they if they call that that's a, that is the next one. I'm, I think I'm gonna be like that guy that, that put up the million dollars, trying to see where I can put my money down. Cause <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know that, there was someone that actually put down a million dollars on Amanda Nunes, and he won one hundred sixty-six thousand dollars. Yeah, so he was risking a million just to win one hundred sixty-six thousand, but it was pretty much guaranteed money. Not a bad bet. Sports betting. That's the thing; is, it's always a guaranteed bet until it's not. Yep, because you never know which way it can go. Falling, yeah. Felix Spencer just catch a Manners or something. A Manners is backing up and buckle, and she falls down, and then she takes her. Swarms back. her. You, know, you never know how these things are gonna go. So, betting on fights is not the best way you want to spend your money. It's always a guaranteed bet until it's not. But yeah, the fight game. UFC was definitely on full display this weekend. It, it's great. I, I literally can't wait till the next one. I'm like, man, I need to know what's coming up. I need to know what's coming on the, on the pipeline. I need to. Yeah, UFC is so hot right now. And in fact, we're the only sport out right now. And to go back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, people complaining and, you know, saying, you know, about fighters' pay and all of that. 
at the end of the day, and I, I, unfortunately, I, I, I love the fight something, but I have to side with the UFC on most of it because they, they can only pay you what they think you based on what they think you're gonna produce. Mm-hmm. And people are talk, comparing them to boxers. People compare them to other, you know, organizations. But if you look at the UFC, like they're not other organizations. They're, yeah, the, the model is different. The model is different. Because boxing is not going on right now. Why is that? Because they know they're going to lose money. Yep. So they know what I was talking about at the press conference. Yeah, like there's so many organizations, sport organizations. That the, the, the one, the one, the one, but but they're not going to do it because they're going to lose money. money. And the UFC is they're, they're going to lose money, but they're they're. Then obviously has a plan and they it's working. It they figure it out. They figure it out. So, I mean, hats off to them, man. They're, they're doing the right thing because I'm definitely excited about fighting. Like, I, I can't wait for the next one. Like you said, they can put on a UFC every week, yep. and I don't think it would water down the product. I would, lo- I would look forward to it every week. It's, it's a, one. It's all we have. Two. There's so much drama that they can build. Like, if you look at all the bantamweight fights that just went on. There's so many ways you can mix that and make it a headliner. You can mm-hmm. put whatever else on the bottom of the card, but you can mix. Mm-hmm. Tell me you wouldn't watch like a, a O'Malley against a Sanhagen fight. Yeah, that'd be a great fight. Mm-hmm. And that'll be O'Malley's way to get back in the you know. No, I mean, Sanhagen to get back in the. Well, to get back in the win column, but Sanhagen I think it was in the top ten already. Yeah. So that'd be O'Malley's way to get in the top ten. Okay, that's if you beat, okay. if you beat, you know, mm-hmm. he's low enough in the top ten. And has the skills on that. That would be a to me. That would be an insane fight. Sterling against Aldo would be great. Sterling against Peter Jan would be great. But personally, I think Sterling against Garbrandt would be the fight. That's the fight I want to see. But unfortunately, they already booked a you know title contender. Mm-hmm. Which whatever. But still, even after all those fights we're talking about, nobody's talking about the man who's actually the number one contender, which is um, Marais. Mm-hmm. Morris is actually the number one contender up there. And nobody even talking about no him. No one's even talking about him. It's, 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 it'll show you how, how much depth that top five has right now. Not to mention that, that the whole top that whole Not division. to mention a lot of those, those bandwaves on, on this card didn't sustain any injuries. They could literally fight tomorrow. Algerine Sterling can fight tomorrow. O'Malley can fight tomorrow. Sanhagen can fight tomorrow. Yeah. Garbrandt fight tomorrow. He didn't. Oh, so good. So much. So much good things are gonna come out of this. Not I can't to mention wait. the rest of the, the whole rest of the top ten who haven't fought. You know. Mm-hmm. Wait, Alex Casares on a bantamweight, right? No, no, feather. Oh, no feather, 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 feather. Because right. yeah. well, uh, that'll been even <laughs> more crazy. It makes him back in there. Yeah. Put him against O'Malley. That would be the fight. That would be a good fight. Though. So much things that can happen. So I just can't wait till Tuesday. I just need to know what's what's what's, what's up next. And I, then what actually promises uh, big news on Tuesday? Yeah, um, Fight Island. Fight Island pictures and talk are gonna they're gonna finally come out. They're finally gonna drop Fight Island stuff. So actually, a lot of the fighters are wearing Fight Island shirts. Actually, I don't know if you saw that. There's Fight Island t-shirts out now. Yeah. So that's cool. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. UFC doing their thing. Super, super excited. But yeah. With that, we're gonna end this episode. Yeah, it's a good we, place to end it. We, we covered a lot. Um, don't forget if you know, if you like the uh, the the podcast and everything, 
Uh, I think we, we, we do put an ad in there, but, you know, becoming a supporter is a good way to support us, help us um, keep us on track and get things going for not only the podcast, but uh, it can spill over to some other VIVAN projects as well. So becoming a supporter definitely helps. Uh, we do appreciate all our supporters because we, uh, we do have some. Uh, we, we do appreciate all, you know, all you guys do and the support you guys give us. We, you know, we, we love you guys from the bottom of our hearts for, for all you do and keeping this thing uh, going. So appreciate all our listeners that even though you're not a supporter, you still take the time to listen. We appreciate that as well. And we're just going to keep growing this thing and making it bigger and better. Yep. So with that, you guys be good. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Isaac Boys out.